Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in uh, this evening uh, via Zoom over the interwebs by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Mr. Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, glad that, that you're able to join us over the, uh, the the wonderful World Wide Web this evening, my friend, over Zoom. So you, you sound loud and clear. You look even better, my friend. So I'm so excited to talk uh, football with you. It's championship week in most uh, fantasy football leagues, but it's week 16, man. It's all it's flown by in this crazy COVID-altered year. We're finally there, man. We're getting to the fantasy football championship weekend. How's that make you feel, man? Makes you feel good, man. I mean, um, the the bad thing is, is I I don't really don't want it to end. I mean, uh, I I love fantasy football, but I mean, everything every good thing has to come to an end eventually. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to um, making our picks, and then you know, I mean, I'm really looking forward to next year. Maybe it'll be uh, more um, normal. <laughs> Yeah. Normal normal is a word that uh, I think we all kind of miss, right? So it'd be fun to get back to normal. Uh, that's absolutely certain. I, mean, I think, unfortunately, for both you and I, neither one of us are in the, our fan, respective fantasy uh, football league championships this week, right? So I think I think we both got knocked out already, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I got knocked out, um, let's see, in the two leagues that I'm in, and then the last league that I'm in, I mean, um, we actually um, don't uh, – we, we don't do the playoffs until the actual playoffs start, and we do like a redraft, which I'm, I think I'm so far down in that league because it's a total points deal that uh, I probably won't do worth a crap in any of my fantasy leagues this year. <laughs> well, it, it always kind of plays out that way, right? So the guys that know the most uh, oftentimes end up getting beat out by uh, by luck or, or injuries or whatever it may be. So uh, we're not going to uh, allow that to cast any doubt on your fantasy professional prowess around here, my friend. I, I know better than that. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the same. It's been a rough year uh, for me from a, a fantasy standpoint as well, both college, uh, which you know so well, and then pro uh, as well. So, but uh, uh, wishing uh, all those out there that are competing for a fantasy football championship. That this weekend. Uh, the best of luck, and we're going to do our best uh, to help guide you to a championship uh, over the next hour or so. But uh, so much to talk about, Butter. But before we get into it, as always, my friend, we've got to show some love to our favorite sports bar. And of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays on the dozens of big screens there at Chalk. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely, my friend. Won't argue with you on that point, but one thing, i, I got to raise a question here uh, to you, Butter. What's wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Again, 11-0, they were the last undefeated team in the NFL, and then I'll be damned if they haven't lost three in a row. And maybe the most inexplicable loss was this last one uh, to the hapless Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, 27-17, they go down. Bengals without Joe Burrow, without a lot of other injured uh, uh, players on that squad. What the hell happened there, and, and what the hell is wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Man, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of things wrong with them. I mean, I, I don't think that the Steelers are as good as we thought they were. Um, I think that they've got uh, some trouble with running the ball. I mean, um, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I mean, um, turned the ball over multiple times. And honestly, with the way he was throwing the ball, he really probably should have been picked off at least five times uh, because there was a lot of reads that, I mean, he, like, he didn't hit the receiver or uh, just – threw it right to the defender and the defender uh, didn't, didn't make the interception. Um, another one of the problems is, I mean, the, their running game, um, they do not have the ability to run the ball. And, um, you know, I mean, whenever you, um, you're used to having a strong running game, it usually helps out your passing. And, you know, I mean, just the, the, the passing, the passing yards aren't there. You know I mean? Uh, he threw the ball uh, 38, 38, 39 times, completed 20 of them. And, I mean, he's averaging about six or seven yards a, um, a play, you know. So, I mean, it's just um, 
they've got some major problems. And, I mean, uh, losing against the lowly Bengals, I mean, that's not going to help them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I'm with you. And I think you, you keyed in on a very uh, uh, important stat, Butter. You know, he threw it you know, 38 times, 20 completions, so right at 50%. But those 20 completions only yielded 170 yards passing. So most of it was kind of dinks and ducks down the field. You know, it kind of raises the question as to Big Ben's elbow, right? You know, how how is that feeling? Is he not able to throw the ball downfield and kind of really push the ball downfield anymore, uh, essentially allowing defenses to kind of gang up on him knowing that the likelihood of them getting beat deep uh, is, is much more remote than what it was <laughs> earlier in the season. But I, I'm with you. There seems to be a funk in that locker room right now, bud, and I don't know what the answer is, but Mike Tomlin's going to have to get some things figured out because you look at what they've got on the slate left, Butter. I mean, they're in danger of pissing away the division, you know, which which would have seemed, you know, uh, unthinkable three weeks ago, right? At 11-0, and 0, you know, there were two, three games, four games up, whatever it was, on the Cleveland Browns, and now the Browns are kind of gaining ground on them, but Steelers host the Colts this weekend and then go to Cleveland in Week 17, so uh, that's not that's not an easy slate, my friend, so they, they could conceivably lose one or two more, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they do not have an easy schedule. Um, in fact, I mean, um, if they don't get their stuff figured out relatively quickly, I mean, they're going to drop five in a row right before the playoffs start. I mean, I would honestly like um, I'm picking the, the Colts this week against the Steelers. And honestly, after watching the Browns play and looking how stout they've looked, I'd probably pick them in the final week as well. So, I mean, uh, they, they could very well be reeling by the time that they get into the playoffs, which I, I don't know. I mean, they, they've got just a lot of problems. <laughs> Yeah, I think the last thing that Steelers fans want is that game in Week 17 next week at Cleveland to count for something, to mean for something, right? If the division comes down to that game, you want to talk about a big brother, little brother type of situation to where it's been pent up by the Browns for such a long time. Again, you know, one of those franchises that just haven't had uh, a so much or haven't had a lot of success, and the Steelers have just beat up on them in that division for such a long time. Again, relatively close proximity there, Western PA and Northern Ohio, so that that is a bitter rivalry game there. But uh, yeah, the the Steelers they need to take care of business against the Colts this weekend. And I'm with you. I haven't seen a whole lot that would lead me to believe that they're going to be able to because the Colts are a pretty good football team. They play damn good defense, uh, and they're able to run the ball, which is kind of what you need at this time of year. So, yeah, that, that's going to be fun to watch. We'll, we'll talk about that game here in a moment um, once we get a little closer to making some picks, Butter. But, you know, next thing I've got on the big board, my friend, some local flavor to it, you know, speaking of the Browns, but something that we're super excited about, my friend, Three OU quarterbacks on display this past Sunday night, starting in the NFL. And I'll be damned, all three of them look pretty freaking good. Two of them were playing against one another. Eagles cards, a great game. Jalen Hurts gets his second start. A lot of people were skeptical and maybe dubious of you know that first win against the Saints. Like, ah, maybe kind of a fluke. Wasn't a whole lot of game film on him. You know, the NFL will figure him out. He was fantastic in that game at Arizona this past weekend. Again, the Eagles fall short. Cardinals win the game 33-26, but a hell of a game. And then Baker looked absolutely you know, fantastic Sunday night against a, a hapless Giants team, you know, for, for all intents and purposes. Giants' offense is terrible. They can't move the ball. But all three quarterbacks, all three guys OU, all three guys, you know, top picks uh, in, in Heisman Trophy finalists, if not winners, made it certainly made the OU look good on, on Sunday, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, you've got Jalen Hurts dueling it out versus Kyler Murray. I mean, both of those guys uh, can run and throw the ball really, really well. You know, I mean, um, a seven-point game. You know, I mean, and it was back and forth. Um, the um, the running game is is helping um, is helping Jalen Hurts out quite a bit, and uh, his ability to be able to run the ball and do like uh, zone reads and keep and keep the ball. Is, is helping him uh, kind of like the same way that it helps Kyler Murray. You know, I mean, um, that's uh, – if, if you got a, a mobile quarterback, I mean, that's two different options that you got to watch for. And, you know, I mean, um, the Eagles, I mean, I'm going to give – I mean, props to them. I mean, they had um, – I mean, there was the, the, the last uh, the last second throw to the end zone, which, I mean, he, he had to throw it into um, – there were two or three people around it, two or three defenders around it. So, I mean, it was just kind of a, kind of a hell Mary type of type of pass. But then again, I mean, um, the, the drive before that, I mean, you know, I mean, he, um, it was the same thing. So, I mean, the, the Cardinals defense, I mean, really, really hammered down um, the last two possessions of that game. And I mean, um, 
they made they made better play, made a, a few more plays. But you know, I mean, not to take away from uh, from Jalen Hurts. I mean, he had a, I thought he had a really really good game. Kyler Murray did as well. I mean, one of the things that the Eagles are going to have to do, they're going to have to protect Jalen Hurts better because there were four or five sacks where he did not have any 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 time at all. I mean, the only. Um, the only thing he could do was go to the ground, you know, and then Baker, you know, I mean, um, which we've talked about it, uh, talked about it the past, the past couple of weeks is having two, um, two running backs that, 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 um, that run the ball really, really well. And, um, you know, I mean, and those are kind of his playmakers right now because, you know, I mean, you've got, obviously you got, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, he's not out there. Um, the receivers he's got that he's throwing to is like Rashard Higgins and, uh, and Jarvis Landry. So, I mean, not like all, all pro wide receivers, you know, I mean, um, those guys are, would most likely be a two or three, um, two or three on, on other teams, you know? So, I mean, the Browns are figuring out a way to make it happen. And another thing too, is like, they've got a really good uh, stout defense. So, I mean, um, I mean, they shut the giants down, which I mean, you know, the, the giants, I mean, they, they were without um, a lot of their key, key players. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't play. And then, um, you know, I mean, they've been without Saquon Barkley, but you know, I mean, um, that was a game that the Giants really needed to win to, to keep in uh, the playoff race in the NFC least. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that uh, that loss, um, you know, probably, you know, puts one hand on the division trophy, if you want to call it that, for the Washington football team there. Although the Eagles still in within a shot, right? So Eagles play our Cowboys this weekend. You know, I think we both expect the Eagles to win that game. And then the Eagles get to uh, host uh, uh, the Washington football team in Week 17. So uh, there could be some drama left to play out uh, in the NFC least, as we like to call it. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just uh, you know, what a great showcase for OU. You, you want to talk about a recruiting tool. And again, I know we this is the NFL, right? So we, we've got our own uh, college football pot as well the CFF commissioner's corner but uh you know I me mean, <laughs> having three quarterbacks uh you know showcased uh on Sunday afternoon and Sunday night and, and all three of them playing really really well I, I know uh you know that Kyler Murray performance on Sunday afternoon probably won some fantasy football leagues for some guys and gals or at least got them into the championship game if they're in the semifinal again uh, just a cr- incredible performance for him uh 400 yards and three touchdowns and had some rushing yards as well but you know Jalen Hurts I mean from a statistical standpoint a lot of guys went out and picked him up off the waiver wires, you know, a week or two ago. Uh, and he's just been absolutely incredible from a statistical standpoint as well for fantasy purposes. So, yeah, really, really cool to see that. And, uh, again, wishing all those guys well. And we'll talk more about their games uh, coming up here a little bit later in the pod. So, you know, the, the I guess probably the biggest game on the slate, Butter, coming into the weekend, at least from a win-loss and from a seeding standpoint, if you want to think about it that way, uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs heading down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Chiefs end up winning this thing 32-29. to 29. Kind of a, a fun game, right? So it was 21-15 going into the fourth quarter. Both teams kind of put up some points in the fourth quarter, uh, kind of back and forth. It, you know, the Chiefs were, were had the lead for most of the game there, and so didn't ever feel like that they were going to lose the game. But the Saints played good football. Again, Drew Brees returned, uh, and, and he, he looked a little rusty, I think, starting the game off. But, you know, the question I've got on the big board, Butter, is, is this a possible Super Bowl preview, Chiefs and Saints? And your thoughts on this game on Sunday afternoon, Bud? I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I think I think this could be a preview of the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, like you said, I mean, <clears throat> uh, Drew Brees, I mean, I don't think he's 100% healthy. But, I mean, it's one of those things that, um, like, if Drew Brees uh, tells Sean Payton that he he's going to play, I mean, you got to let him – you got to let him try, you know. And um, – which, you know, I mean, it, it'll help um, Drew Brees one, once he gets back to, to health. But, you know, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, he goes down. I don't know how – I mean, I, I don't know if he, how long he's going to be out for. But, I mean, it was a, a really, really exciting game to watch, you know. I mean, and um, it didn't start out it, – it started out kind of like a slow-paced game, and then it ended, like, really fast for it, like uh, where – it, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, this very well could be the, the two, the two teams that we're, um, watching in the Super Bowl later on in the year. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that comment about Drew Brees not being 100% healthy. You know, they said all week that they weren't going to rush him back, and there was a little bit of question mark until later in the week to where it was uh, confirmed that Brees was going to start and play in the game. But I'm kind of with you. And it brought up an interesting question. Our man Chad Ford uh, from the BBSBC pod and and, and of Chalk as well, our good friend, you know, he he raised a good point this morning with me, Butter, about uh, the Saints. And and if you're the defensive coordinator going up against the Saints, you know, which which quarterback and which Saints offense scares you most, right? Is it kind of the traditional Drew Brees? You know, he's lost a little bit of zip on his pass. You know, it doesn't doesn't seem to be able to push the ball downfield quite as much. Or is that multifaceted kind of run option, uh, RPO offense from Taysom Hill? And Chad was saying, hey, look, if I'm the defensive coordinator, I would probably rather see Drew Brees back there, as crazy as it sounds. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely no, no arguments there. But I think that Taysom Hill element to New Orleans maybe makes them a spookier offense to kind of go up against. But your your thoughts on that, Butter? I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it's probably a lot easier to prepare against um, against a Drew Brees-led team because you know what, what he's going to do. Uh, with Taysom Hill, I mean, um, it's one of those things. I mean – you don't know how much he's going to run the ball, which, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that um, the first few games that uh, that Taysom Hill played, I think he ran the ball four or five times in the last couple games, which the, the first game they lost because I think he led him to a three and one, uh, three and one in the four games that he was he was in there. But the last three games, I mean, his rushing attempts went up. I mean, and uh, you could tell, I mean, like, he was the majority of their offense. I mean, uh, running the ball and throwing it. So, um, obviously, I mean, I would rather prepare against uh, Drew Brees because you're you're going to have to try to stop the pass. But with Taysom Hill, I mean, uh, a dual threat quarterback. I mean, you're going to have to try to stop him running and throwing the ball. So, I mean, I, I would say that if I was a defensive coordinator and I was wanting to prepare for the Saints, uh, I would rather prepare for Drew Brees rather than Taysom Hill. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think I agree. I think preparing for a defense and stopping that offense or pre- preparing for an offense and stopping that offense are two different things, but I, I'm with you. I think uh, it's it's probably a, a a more simplified preparation standpoint uh, against Drew Brees uh, versus all the multiple looks and all the crazy things that Taysom Hill can do back there, kind of that wildcat, uh, again, RPO uh, type of offense that they have. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, right? So at some point, maybe do the Saints go back to Taysom Hill uh, once they get in the playoffs. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, seems – sacrilegious to say, right? So with uh, Drew Brees, again, being a first ballot Hall of Famer, but uh, definitely uh, he's not 100%. I think that's one thing that uh, we and uh, most uh, pundits out there and uh, fantasy football guys would probably agree on there. So we got it, you know, WTF Rams. You know, what the hell happened, Los Angeles Rams? Again, the biggest upset from a spread going into the game in 25 years in the NFL. Again, the Rams, I think they went off at a 17-and-a-half-point favorite against the, up until that point, hapless and winless New York Jets. The Jets shocked the Rams 23-20. to Again, how do you explain this if, if, you're, if your head coach, the Rams head coach's name escapes me now, uh, or if you're a Rams fan, Butter, I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you take this, man? I mean, this has got to be a shocking loss uh, to both the team and their fans, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know who's more pissed off if it would be the Rams fans or the Jets fans because uh, after this happened, um, there was a lot of Jets fans that were that were pissed because you know, I mean, uh, they wanted to obviously they want Trevor Lawrence. Well, now that puts that in jeopardy because I think the Jaguars hold the uh, hold the tiebreaker over them. But you know, I mean, it was one of those things. You know, I mean, the Rams. I mean. They really could not get the running game going. Um, and, I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, the Rams started slow. It was one of those things where Sam Darnold, you know, I mean, made the – what few plays he did make were just better than what the Rams could do, you know. I mean, uh, Goff had some turnovers, had an interception. And, uh, you know, I mean, but the Rams just really couldn't – the Rams did not play – their style of football. I mean, you expect a lot of points and um, the Rams defense really hasn't been all that bad this year. I mean, they're one of the better defenses in the league, but they really couldn't stop the Jets. 
Yeah, I mean, it is. It was really interesting to see that unfold because, again, we I, we both had the Rams, I think, as our fantasy defense last week as well, just expecting that Rams defense to dominate uh, that uh, that Jets offense. And, and again, uh, that Jets offense was helped uh, by the defense creating some turnovers, as you mentioned there. Again, Jared Goff, it's just he's one of those guys you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. I mean, there, there are some weeks he looks incredible. There are some weeks like this past weekend that he looked absolutely like dog shit. But you know the Rams are in a in a, a heated race with the Seattle Seahawks for that NFC West division, maybe a two seed, three seed, depending on how it works out. So they had plenty to play for, and then they played on you know was it the Thursday night beforehand? So they had a couple extra days of rest to get ready for this game. So yeah, just a absolutely uh, inexplicable loss by the Rams. Or Sean McVay is who I was thinking of, obviously head coach for the uh, uh, for the Rams, but uh, yeah, you just don't know how to. How do you explain this one? I think again, I think this is another one of those games you just burn the game film and say, "Fuck it, boys, we can't learn anything from this. Let's never let this happen again. We're moving on to next week." And again, probably a classic uh, look-ahead game, and we maybe should maybe we should have should have seen it coming uh, whenever it was all said and done because the Rams take on the Seahawks in an absolutely massive game in the NFC West this week, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Well, Butter, last story I've got on the news recap here before we move on and make some picks uh, in some previews for games in Week 16, but. Obviously, it was in the news all week, uh, the last couple of days. we got to talk about it here. I want to get your thoughts on it, Butter. But Dwayne Haskins, uh, Washington uh, backup quarterback, right? The kid from Ohio State, they spent a first-round draft pick on him a couple years ago. Hasn't really panned out. He played again this past weekend against the Seahawks in a Washington loss. Threw, threw the ball a bunch. It didn't play awful, but didn't really make any plays either. But uh, he gets caught at the titter without a mask, obviously breaking NFL protocols on that. Uh, shame on him, Butter. But uh, your thoughts on this one? Obviously, it came out he got fined forty grand, and uh, he's been stripped of a captaincy uh, there for the Washington team. But, I mean, what, what are you doing, kid, right? I mean, this is not the time or the place, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, um, he he's not the captain anymore. I mean, and obviously, like, if you're going to be a captain on a team, I mean, they know what – what to do. Um, the NFL has told them, you know, I mean, that um, you need to wear a mask. I just don't see, I mean, why you would put yourself in that position right now, um, especially with your team trying to trying to uh, lock up the last, uh, last playoff spot. Well, uh, it's not really the last playoff spot, but it, it is. I mean, <laughs> Uh, but you know, I mean, you just gotta be smarter than that. I mean, uh, with the times that we're in right now, I mean, it's just not, it's not a, it's not a safe time. I mean, we're, we're lucky to be able to see what we have right now. And, um, you know, I mean, you gotta be smarter. And I mean, obviously, I mean, um, that's probably the reason why he's not the starter. Why? I mean, he lost his job to Alex Smith. Um, and, and the Allen kid is because, I mean, he just does not make good decisions. I mean, he needs to just grow up. So, I mean, yeah, they, they should find him. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, Butter. And, again, one of the things I guess maybe I was surprised by is, is that Haskins was a captain at all. You know, again, relatively young guy. Again, he, he's he's a quarterback, right? He was a high draft pick for the Washington team a, a couple years ago. And so, uh, but, you know, he, he's been – I guess kind of a knucklehead, right? I think for lack of a better term. And so, you know, whenever I saw this news story, I was like, eh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not shocked by it. Again, disappointed perhaps is that, you know, especially given that team has so much to play for here over the last two weeks, right? So, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think you're spot on, but uh, I mean, you know, what do you do in the locker room from this point forward, right? So, I mean, can can they really trust this guy? You know, it seemed like maybe they had moved on from him whenever Alex Smith had came back, and then obviously Alex Smith gets injured again. Uh, you hope that he can kind of come back here pretty soon for if you're a Washington fan at least. But, you know, what what do you do with Dwayne Haskins if you're if you're the Washington football team now, Butter? Well, I, one of the things I'm assuming that like um, the the players probably vote on the who's team captain like uh, during the preseason or b- before the season starts, which, I mean, at the start of the season, I mean, he was supposed to be the uh, the starting quarterback and was named the starter. But, you know, I mean, obviously you can't uh, have your team captain doing stupid stuff like this and stupid shit, you know. I mean, um, it just um, – it doesn't send a good message. I mean, and obviously, I mean, I think uh, the, the Washington football team did the right thing by taking his uh, – his cap captain status away. And I mean, uh, you just gotta make better choices and you gotta, uh, you, you've gotta be smart. I mean, so 
I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are that he was even a team captain. I mean, because there's all, all sorts of other players that would have been a better uh, fit, I would think. I mean, and obviously, like you said, I mean, he's a knucklehead, so... Uh, so, yeah, definitely a bad look uh, for Dwayne Haskins in the Washington football game. Again, uh, news came out that they obviously fined him forty grand, stripped him of the uh, the captaincy, and uh, uh, you hope maybe he learns a lesson from it and, and moves on, matures, and, uh, and grows up a little bit. And, again, whether his career lies there in Washington, I'm, I'm dubious of that. Uh, I, I think at some point they probably cut ties with him. But you hope he catches up or catches on, I should say, somewhere else uh, and makes a, a good career out of it whenever it's all said and done. So. I mean, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Absolutely. Just... Absolutely. The, the big, big, strong kid can really sling the football. And so, yeah, I think if he gets it right between the ears, uh, he could be a, a guy that plays in this league for, for a long, long time. So I, I'm rooting for him. Hope he gets things back together and, uh, again, learns a lesson from this. But, uh, well, well, better let's move on to week 16. Again, it's championship weekend in the fantasy football world, but there's obviously some big games in the NFL from a real-world standpoint as well, my friend. And so we're going to start on Christmas Day afternoon, man. So we got some Christmas football, which is a kind of fun here on a Friday afternoon. Vikings at the Saints, butter. This line opened up at Saints minus seven and a half, and I think it's come down a little bit now. Some money must be coming in on the Vikes. It's down to six and a half now. Total in this game, 51 and a half, 52, depending upon your book. But again, we talked about the Saints have lost two in a row, butter, so they need to get back on track, whether it's Drew Brees or whether it's Taysom Hill, whoever it is uh, playing quarterback from them. The Vikings, they drop an ugly loss to their uh, bitter rival, the Chicago Bears, this past weekend. Again, probably a game... Uh, that, that they were favored in for sure in a game that they should have won because they're right there competing for a playoff spot. You know, both these teams you would think maybe are in must-win situations here. Who do you like in this one, Vikings and Saints, bud? Man, I mean, I, I think the, the the Saints are going to have a bounce-back week this week. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it, I think it's going to be a very, very exciting matchup. I mean, you're going to have Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. I mean, he's ru- been ruled out for the remainder of the regular season. But then you're also going to have Dalvin Cook, I would lean towards uh, the over on this because I think there's going to be more than than 51 points scored. You know, I mean, but still, I mean, I think, I think the saints are good enough at home to win uh, by at least a touchdown. So, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, 34 to 27, 34, um, 37 to 30, something like that. Like I said, I I think it's going to be a touchdown game and, but I like the saints in it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that line movement spooks me a little bit because earlier I I was leaning towards the Vikings if I was getting that hook on the seven and a half. But, you know, if it's under a touchdown now, that definitely changes things. But one thing that we're in agreement on, I'm with you. I like the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Uh, again, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. I do think the Vikings, uh, they're going to be competitive. And, again, they're in a must-win situation if they're going to make the playoffs. So they're going to be desperate uh, in doing everything that they can. But I tend to lean towards the Saints to win the game as well, although I think the Vikings keep it close. So I might maybe try to buy a point and get that back up to seven, uh, half a point, something like that, and get the Vikings at plus seven because I do think they keep it within one possession. But, yeah, I like the over in this game. I could see this being, yeah, 35-31, something like that. Uh, I'm with you, 34-28. There's going to be points scored in this one, um, and it should be a fun game to watch on Christmas afternoon. So looking forward to that. But uh, let's go to Saturday, Butter. A big game in the AFC here, Dolphins at the Raiders. Again, Dolphins coming off a big high, right? They finally eliminate the uh, the big bad Grinch in New England, right? The Patriots are out of the playoffs after the Dolphins beat them this past weekend in Miami. Raiders uh, kind of reeling as well, right? So they're, they're a little bit on shaky ground right now after it looked like they were going to make a run for that last wild card spot in the AFC. But Dolphins are favored on the road in Las Vegas, two and a half, three, depending upon your book here. The total in this one, 47 and a half. Who you got between Dolphins and Raiders on Saturday night, Butter? Man, I mean, I really like the Dolphins in this matchup uh, just because, um, I mean, Tua, I mean, he, he's making the plays that he needs to make, uh, and that offense is exciting to watch. And then also the Dolphins, I think um, that their defense is, has played really, really well the last uh, four or five games. The Raiders, I mean, who knows who's going to start at quarterback. If Derek Carr, if his groin is going to be all right uh, or if, uh, if it's going to be Marcus Mariota, what – the thing that I'm uh, most excited about watching is, I mean, you're going to get to watch uh, Tua play against his old uh, running mate from Alabama, uh, Josh Jacobs, which, I mean, I think uh, I like, I like the matchup as far as fantasy, but in this, and 
on Sunday. I mean, I, I like the Dolphins to win, but I'd also uh, lean towards the under. Okay, I'm going to go against you on this one, Butter. I like the Raiders in this one. Call me crazy. Uh, Chad, uh, our guy Chad Ford and I, we were talking about this game this morning as well. Uh, I think it's just a classic letdown game for the Dolphins. Again, Dolphins are a relatively young team. Uh, again, I'm with you. That defense has really come a long way, and so they, they do play good defense under head coach Brian, Brian Flores there, which maybe shouldn't be a shock to anyone uh, given his uh, his resume and past history. But uh, I think this is just a game to where the Dolphins probably slip up being a young team on the road against a Raiders squad that can that has some offensive weapons. And I'm with you. Not sure who's going to start at quarterback. I, I think it's probably going to be Mariota whenever it's all said and done. But I think Mariota, he's got a lot of talent, right? He's a more than capable backup quarterback. I thought after he came into the game – early uh, this past uh, week against the Chargers, that game that they lost on, on Thursday night, you know, I thought that he was a little shaky at first, and then he kind of got his legs underneath him and looked pretty good after that. And so, you know, I, I think that um, it's just kind of a ripe spot to go against the Dolphins here. And so I'm going to take the Raiders to win this game straight up. Uh, and, and again, I think the the Ravens are going to kind of surge past the Dolphins for that last spot in the wild card there in the AFC. But Dolphins are close. Maybe they need one more year of seasoning. Uh, and I think that they could, uh, uh, they're on the precipice of maybe challenging the Bills for that AFC East crown for the next few years, uh, given how, how young and talented those two squads are. Again, I think the, uh, the Patriots' uh, reign of terror has probably finally come to an end, Butter. So but give me the Raiders in this one. So, well, let's go. Let's stay in the AFC. We alluded to this game earlier, Butter. Huge game on Sunday. Indianapolis Colts heading up to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are actually favored in this game. I don't know why I'm surprised, right? So, I, or I, I should say, actually, that line has moved, Butter. So I see it now. Uh, it's Indy and almost in a pick'em. Indy by one, uh, maybe in a pick'em, depending upon your book here. So, so the money has come in on the Colts heavily uh, since this line opened here. The total in this one, 44 and a half. So, again, almost a pick in this game, Butter. Colts and Steelers, the reeling Steelers. Who you got in this one, Bud? Man, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, I think Phillip Rivers, I think he's the real deal up there in Indy. They're, they've been able to uh, run and throw the ball. Uh, like I said, Big Ben, I don't know who, who he was throwing to last week, but he threw a lot of bad balls. To the and, Bengals, yeah. <laughs> um, with the Steelers not being able to run the ball, I mean, I, I think that they're not a complete team. And uh, I think that they're going to struggle down the stretch until they figure out uh, a way to, to run the ball. Because, um, I mean, obviously, the la- their last three games, I mean, they have not looked like a, um, a really, really good football team like everybody thought they were. I'm with you, man. And this this has to be a must-win situation for the Steelers, Butter. And I'm struggling to pick the Steelers, right? I mean, obviously, a bunch of money has to have come in on the Colts given the line movement and the swing on the line here. But I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the Colts, man. I think the Colts play really, really, really good defense. I think they can run the ball, which is something the Steelers have struggled with here recently. And it all boils down to Phillip Rivers. And is he going to make stupid mistakes and throw the ball to the wrong team? And so if they can limit – the number of times that Phillip Rivers has to throw the ball and push the ball downfield, I think the Colts are going to be in really, really good shape here. And I, I just love that defense, man. Defense and running game, that's what travels on the road in December and January in the NFL. And the Colts have them both. And I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs from one of those wild card spots most likely, uh, given that uh, they're, they're uh, uh, behind the Titans on a tiebreaker situation there. But, um, but yeah, I'm with you. We're, we're both on the same page, man. Give us the Colts. Well, Butter, let's go to the NFC here and head out west in a massive, massive game in the NFC West, Bud. Again, we we talked about the Rams and their debacle this past weekend against the Jets. Uh, Seahawks coming off a, a tough, hard-fought win against the Washington football team. Again, had to travel uh, from, from West Coast to East Coast and have that noon kickoff, which we, uh, we see so many uh, West Coast teams struggle with from time to time. But Russell Wilson and the Seahawks do enough to get it done in Washington. They come back home to host what should be a pissed-off L.A. Rams team. I don't think there's any other way to say it, but an absolute massive game in the NFC West here. Seattle, uh, this line has moved around as well. Right now, Seattle a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite. The total here, 47-and-a-half. Your thoughts on Rams and Seahawks, Butter? Man, I mean, I, I would lean towards the under in this because I, I think that it's going to be a defensive battle. But, I mean, I'm not sold on the Rams um, – I'm not sold on the Rams winning this game. I mean, I know that they should be pissed off and they should um, they they should be um, trying to get some redemption for uh, losing to the 
the shitty Jets, but um, I think the Seahawks win this one in a, in a close game. I'm with you. We're on the same page, right? Seahawks were my pick to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC at the very, very beginning of the season. Not going to waver from that now. Uh, again, it just boils down to quarterbacks, I think, for me, Butter. So who are you going to trust more, right? You're going to trust Jared Goff or you're going to trust Russell Wilson? And so I, I'm going to put my Wilson, yeah. yeah put my trust in Russ, uh, as they say, and uh, and Seahawks at home. I, again, I know the fans aren't there. It's not quite the same atmosphere, but uh, they've been pretty good at home. They've been six and one uh, at home uh, up in Seattle uh, in the Northwest uh, on on this season. Uh, anyways without the fans and so uh, we're on the same page here give me the Seahawks I'm with you I would lean towards the under here just because I do think the Rams defense is pretty good and I think that Seahawks yeah, defense, that's right. yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's going to be low scoring yeah. like the 47 and a half I think that's a lot of points for both of these clubs to put up yeah and I could see it being a 24 17 type of game something like that I, I think it's going to be relatively close and again probably limited opportunities and uh, and the game is going to be shortened given the fact that these defenses are playing pretty well right now but yeah uh, you, you just got to go with the quarterback you're going to trust and I'll take Russell Wilson over Jared Goff uh, every day of the week so uh, well, well butter one more game on the schedule here from an NFL preview and pick them standpoint my friend and it's a biggie on Sunday night man this is going to be a really really fun game the Tennessee Titans uh, headed on the road to take on the the Green Bay Packers uh, on Sunday Night Football uh, on NBC. Pack are favored in this one by three and a half butter. The line fifty five and a half, fifty six. So, so Vegas expecting a lot of points in this one. But uh, you, know, you know, it's Lambeau in December, right? So you always kind of you know, wonder about the weather. How cold is it going to be? We're going to get snow. What's it going to look like? But this should be a really fun game. And again. Two playoff caliber teams, two teams kind of play, peaking and p- playing their best football at the right time. But this one should be a really, really fun matchup, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you got the uh, the Packers, which, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, like we've been saying this um, about Derrick Henry the, the past uh, three or four weeks. You know, I mean, this is Derrick Henry's type of, type of weather and type of games to play in um, running the ball. I mean, I expect a, a lot of points to be scored in this game. And I think that uh, both both teams, I mean, Derrick Henry has an awesome uh, matchup against the Packers because the Packers aren't known for playing like a lot of defense um, because they, but they can score a lot of points. So, I mean, I think it's going to be back and forth, but um, I think Aaron Rodgers at home figures out a way to win this game. Uh, but like I said, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry are both going to have great, uh, great fantasy games this week. I'm with you in that. I think both of those stars show out from a fantasy standpoint, Butter, and I do think there'll be a lot of points in this one. I think the Titans might win this game. And I'm leaning Titans here, especially with the hook. Uh, So I'll take the Titans plus three and a half. Again, wouldn't shock me if uh, Rodgers leads them down the field and they kick a field goal at the end, you know, Mason Crosby to win the game by three points. But I think both these teams, they're going to view this as a playoff caliber type of matchup. It's going to be on Sunday night. It's going to be on Christmas weekend. There's going to be tons of eyeballs watching them. I think both these squads will be really geeked up and ready to hit somebody on Sunday night. Uh, And I think the Titans, again, defense uh, in, in running game, right? And that's stuff that travels on the road uh, this time of year in the NFL. And so I think the Titans are going to be a tough out here. I expect it to be a really, really close game. And so I'm going to take that hook at three and a half uh, with Tennessee on this one. But again, wouldn't shock me if the Packers kick a last second field goal and win the game whenever it's all said and done. But I'm with you. I lean towards the over. Uh, I think this has got a yeah, 38-35, something like that written all over it. This one should be a lot of fun. Uh, some fireworks on Sunday night uh, football uh, here on Christmas weekend, bud. So, well, Butter, let's get into some picks, man. Uh, I, I hate to kind of recap what happened in week 15 because you totally kicked my ass, dude. It wasn't even close. 169 to 121. Uh, again, it hurt that I had Derek Carr as one of my fantasy QBs, and obviously he gets hurt early in the first quarter. And so he wasn't an over. I think he ended up being worth two points before he two went points, out. So, yeah, yeah that, that one stung uh, a little bit. But uh, kudos to you. Again, clean sleep for a clean sweep. I should say for you this weekend, you kicked my butt in both college fantasy pick uh in the NFL pick as well, my friend. So you get the honors. So give it, give us two quarterbacks here on championship week in fantasy football, but our listeners are going to need you, butter. No pressure, my friend, but give me two quarterbacks. Okay, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers or the Packers versus the, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, like we said, I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this ball game. And uh, I think that, uh, like I said, out of this ball game, I think Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers are both really, really good fantasy plays this week. Um, new to my list uh, this week, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts of the Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jalen has um, has 
has has been really really uh, hot the last uh, couple weeks. You know, I mean, he took over for Carson Wentz, um, and I I don't I don't think that um, the Cowboys with their defense they're they're not going to be able to stop. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'm with you, man. As much as it hurts uh, hurts us, I should say, to, to pick against our Cowboys there, uh, pun intended, uh, I'm with you. I just don't see it happening. It's, it's crazy to think that the Cowboys are actually still ahead of the Eagles right now due to the tiebreaker. Right? The Eagles had that tie, so they're 4-9-1. and one. Uh, Cowboys, after their uh, their big win uh, this past week over the Niners, they're at 5-9, and nine, and they're not still not mathematically eliminated. So I, I'm, I've, I've stopped holding out any hopes that our Cowboys can backdoor their way into an NFC East championship here. And I think it, I think that dream finally ends this Sunday. I'm with you. I think the Eagles win. And I hope that Jalen Hurts, uh, being an OU guy, plays well. Uh, so I like that pick as well, Butter. So, well, I'm going to go tried and true here, Butter. So give me Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, a, a good matchup this weekend for uh, for Tampa and TB12. I think they're taking on the uh, hapless Detroit Lions up in the uh, the Dome, so it should be a fast track, so I think Brady will throw the ball all over the place. Again, they're starting to kind of round into form here, getting ready for the playoffs uh, in a game that they need to win to kind of make sure that they stay up there near the top of the wild card rankings. Uh, so I think the Bucks win that one and put up a lot of points. And then I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, of the Baltimore Ravens, right? Ravens kind of quietly sneaking back into the things. Man, they're starting to get their swagger back after kind of having a rough stretch there two or three weeks ago, but they're starting to get things back, right? They host the Giants. Giants, you know, they're pretty much out of it, even though they haven't been mathematically eliminated, but that offense just isn't any good. Um, I think that defense will hold tight for a minute, but then eventually the dam will break, and I think Lamar Jackson put a, puts up big numbers um, knowing that the Ravens need to win out here down the stretch. Uh, and so I think he's going to run the ball, throw the ball, and put up a lot of good stats at the QB position this weekend. So, well, Butter, let's go running backs, my friend. Who you got at running backs? And you got a couple of tried-and-true guys here, it looks like, on the big board at RB, right? Yeah, I like uh, Derrick Henry of the Titans, and I like Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. I mean, they've been great the last four to six weeks. I mean, the Titans played the Packers. And, um, you know, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I mean, uh, they play uh, on Christmas Day against the Saints. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I did, like I said, I don't expect the Vikings to win this ball game, but I do expect Dalvin Cook to get, get his fair share of the points because um, – that's what he does. I mean, he's he's been a beast running the ball this year. Yeah, almost 1,500 yards and 15 rushing touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. So uh, he's been doing it all season long. Wouldn't expect that to uh, to stop this weekend, uh, even though the Saints defense is pretty good. But, yeah, and we, we talked about that Titans-Packers game. I think the Stars are going to show up and show out on Sunday night. So, well, my two running backs, Butter, I'm going to take the other guy in the other half, uh, I should say, of that Vikings and Saints Christmas Day game. Give me Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Again, we talked about Drew Brees. Not looking 100% right. Maybe they need to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, and I think they try to get Cal- uh, Alvin Kamara uh, way more involved in the offense, a whole lot of touches early in this game. And I think that that will be good for both uh, Drew Brees and, and the Saints as well. So I like him to have a big day. And then I'm going to go off, go, go down the board a little bit here, Butter. Again, kind of a hunch here. But give me the Browns' Kareem Hunt. Again, they're playing the Jets. Jets had that huge win on the road against the Rams, kind of the big upset. They're going to come back home and host uh, the Cleveland Browns. Classic letdown situation for the Jets, right? They don't really need to win any more games. They shouldn't have won the the Rams game. They're trying to screw up the number one pick here. Browns, they're in must-win mode. They're playing really, really good football here now. I think uh, that one-two punch of Chubb and Hunt uh, are going to knock out the Jets early. I think Hunt's get, uh, Hunt gets a couple touchdowns and maybe gets a few more touches uh, than what he does normally in this game uh, as the Browns get out and get a big lead here. So I like um, Kareem Hunt as my RB2. Well, let's go wide receivers, Butter. Again, who you got? Who's going to be catching the ball this weekend uh, for you, Bud? Who's your R, uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two? I like uh, Devontae Adams of the Packers, and I like Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs. Yeah, again, two tried and true fantasy studs right there. Again, it's week 16. It's championship weekend. You get a dance with who brought you, right, Butter? So uh, probably good to fire those guys up. So I like those picks as well. Again, I- I'm going to get a little crafty here, get a little creative, Butter. I got to get my-, my juice back here since you've uh, you've whipped me the last couple of weeks, man. I'm going to go with the Bears, Allen Robertson, uh, Robinson, I should say. Uh, again, great matchup against the Jaguars, right? The Jags, are they're, they're not trying to win any more games, right? They've got the number one pick uh, if they just go ahead and lose out at this point in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So I don't expect them to put forth a big effort there. Bears, 
shockingly enough, find themselves uh, not mathematically eliminated yet from the playoff uh, 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 in the NFC right now for a wild card standpoint. So they have something to play for. I think they win and win big. Uh, and I think Allen Robinson puts up 100 yards and a touchdown, if not more. And then wide receiver two, Butter, give me Chris Godwin of the Bucks. right? So we mentioned uh, I like TB12. I'm going to double dip here uh, on the fast track in the dome against the Lions. I think uh, TB12 throws it all over the place. Uh, kind of went back and forth between Godwin and Evan. So give me Godwin this week as my ride receiver too. So, but let's go tight end, Butter. Again, you, you've got a familiar face here, man. Who are you going with at tight end? Travis Kelsey, man, of the uh, the Chiefs, man. I mean, I don't know. Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, I mean, that uh, Chiefs offense is just has so many playmakers. And, and both of these guys, I mean, they make big plays. I mean, both of them, uh, whether it's uh, – long receiving yards or a lot of receiving yards or long touchdown passes. I mean, or uh, touchdown receptions, both these guys um, really, really get it done. Yeah, uh, uh, the most dynamic uh, and unstoppable one-two punch in the NFL, I think. So, yeah, uh, uh, pretty good picks there on your part, Butter. Well, I'm going to go with the Broncos' Noah Fant, right? So, we, we picked him on the pod in the past, and he's been kind of a sneaky good pick at tight end from time to time. Again, Broncos, kind of one of those forgotten teams this year, right? Kind of an unforgettable season for them. Uh, they play against the Chargers out at the SoFi Stadium in L.A. this weekend. So, again, kind of a fast track there. Uh, but give me Noah Fant. I think he, uh, he shows up, maybe gets a couple of red zone targets here for the Broncos. Again, the Chargers don't play a whole lot of defense, uh, although I, I think the world of Justin Herbert and that offense, I, I think they've got a good one at quarterback uh, for many, many years to come. So it uh, wouldn't shock me if the Broncos uh, put up a few points in this one. Again, both those teams kind of battling there for the seller in the AFC West at five and nine apiece. So I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but give me Noah Fan at tied in. But let's go X Factor here, Butter. The flex position. Who you got at the flex this weekend, Bud? Well, I got to have. Um either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, uh, because that's kind of been one of our picks week in and week out. But obviously this week I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. I mean, um, he makes big plays. He's playing against the Rams. You know, I mean, either one of those guys are usually a great option of either wide receiver or flex. But this week I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Which quarterback do you trust, right? And obviously, we both trust Russell Wilson, and his number one target has been DK Metcalf all season long. So, probably a pretty good pick by you there, bud. So, well, I'm going to go off, uh, you know, off the board, down the list a little bit. I'm going to go with a Saturday afternoon matchup, butter 49ers at the Cardinals, and I'm going to go with the 49ers Brandon Ayuk, uh, kind of a deep threat. Uh, I know that the 49ers, right? So they haven't looked all that great. It's probably going to be Nick Mullins at quarterback, right? So I think there's you know, speculation and news this week that uh, Garoppolo. Uh, isn't expected to return, and, and then he's probably not expected to return at all. Like the 49ers are probably going to cut cut uh, ties with him. So that'll be kind of an interesting uh, development to follow in the offseason. But um, I, I think Ayuk, he, he's got a couple of deep threats in him, man. So he maybe, maybe he only gets one of them. But uh, I like him to get in behind that Cardinals defense once or twice where it's all said and done, uh, to have a, a, a lot of yards and maybe a touchdown or two uh, in what's going to be, I think, a closer game than maybe the experts think. Right, Cardinals are favored in that one by four and a half, five. Uh, they're in Arizona. Right, the 49ers have been camping out in Arizona for the last three weeks. That's been their home away from home uh, so I think they're going to be comfortable with their surroundings they might be ready to get the hell out of there and get back home uh, but I think the 49ers play uh, well in this game and I do think it's going to be close so give me Brandon Ayuk uh, as my flex guy uh, for the 49ers this weekend so got to show some love to the kickers butter so uh, and again you you've got the best in the business I think so who who you going with that kicker Harrison butt kicker um, <laughs> you know I mean the Chiefs man I mean they score a lot of points and so uh, like I said we we love kickers uh, kickers kickers get the extra points and kickers get the uh, the field goals like I said I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points they score a lot of points every week so uh, I think he's got a good matchup Absolutely. Love it. Uh, and again, yeah, Harrison Buck Butker, a hell of a kicker as well. And again, lots of points for him. So I'm going to go with the Saints, Will Lutz, Butter. So you know I love taking kickers in a dome. Saints host the Vikings on Christmas afternoon, right? We talked about this. I think Will Lutz kicks a game-winning field goal. It's going to be a Christmas miracle uh, for Will Lutz. And, and the Saints win that game close. Again, I like the Vikings to maybe cover that, but I like the Saints to win. And I think it's going to be Will Lutz that kicks a 50-yarder to win this game whenever it's all said and done on Christmas Day. A big win for the Saints. So give me Will Lutz as my kicker uh, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. But 
As always, Butter, defense wins championships, my friend. So, and I think you're going with a uh, tried and true methodology for you here. But uh, which defense you trotting out this week? I'm going to go with the Browns versus the Jets, man. I mean, um, not this week, Jets. The Jets. I mean, um, they they're not going to make it two in a row. Um, the Browns. I mean, they play defense, and I don't. I don't think the Jets. The Jets still suck. So. Uh, I'm with you, Butter. Again, I think the Jets got it out of their system last weekend in L.A. That's probably a pretty good pick. Again, absolutely. They're not trying to win any more games at this point. So I I think the Browns win and win that one convincingly. Good pick by you. I'm going to stay on the same type of uh, thought train, if you will, Butter, and I'm going to take the Chicago Bears against the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So, again, it's a race to the bottom between the Jets and the Jags. I don't think either one of them is going to put forth a ton of effort here trying to get uh, make sure that they hold on to that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, number one pick next April's draft. I think the Bears win, and they win with a dominant defense. Again, Bears play pretty good defense as it is. Uh, Khalil Mack and, uh, and, and others there on that squad that they're pretty salty. So, uh, I think the Bears win this one and uh, probably don't give up a ton of points and create some turnovers as well. So, give me the Chicago Bears as my defense, bud. So, well, again, I hope I get off the schneid uh, uh, this week, but again, you kicked my ass in both uh, uh, realms uh, last weekend, man. Fantasy College and Fantasy Pro, uh, big time wins for you. So, I need to get back on the right track. Coming on you. strong. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, I, I think I think Butter said something along these lines. Yeah! Come on, yeah! <laughs> Well, brother, again, uh, if I don't see you or talk to you before Friday, my friend, have a Merry Christmas. Tell uh, JJ I said hello. Give him a hug, bud. So, And I appreciate you spending the evening with me here. It's a little little late on Wednesday evening, uh, but uh, you're, you're a trooper and you're stuck with it, as always, my friend, and I've enjoyed it. Well, well, Butter, you know, for our listeners out there, man, you, you got to tell them, how, how can we get a hold of you? So, again, we're going to have some listeners seeking some last-minute fantasy football advice on this championship weekend, bud. Throw the Twitter handle out there, man. So, how can they get in touch with you and seek some fantasy professional advice? I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen, or a.k.a. the Fantasy Fessional, and that's J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N C-U-R-E-N. I appreciate you being with me, brother. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next week back in studio whenever we get back on a normal schedule here after we get through the holiday season. So, And while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, remember the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.